Welcome to Mommy and Daddy Anniversary Podcast. Welcome to Uncultured Bias Podcast. Um, had to do it a little bit different this week. Uh, if you heard those angel, angelic voices in the beginning, those are my beauties, uh, Niara and Liana. And um, it's our anniversary podcast. So, you know, I had to start it off with um, probably, that's probably the greatest opening you'll ever hear uh, in Uncultured Bias Podcast history. Uh, yo, this podcast is going to be really interesting because I'm going to be bringing on a very special guest um, who knows me intimately, and it's going to be reflective, at least for like 10 years, oh, actually longer than that, um, but it's anniversary podcast because this week is our 10th anniversary, um, so, you know, people have been asking, when am I going to put my better half on the podcast and you know I was like well I'm gonna save it I'm gonna save it for the right time Um, you know marriage is one of those things where you you share so much of yourself with somebody and um, through the best parts and the worst parts and it's really one of the hardest um, most endearing things I've ever been through Um, you know I sometimes you know I think I'm being very successful in my marriage and other times I'm like, I don't know. Um, and so, you know, I'm very thankful though, because I have somebody who's here with me, um, that, you know, has worked with me throughout everything and I've tried to do right by this person. Um, but you know, um, sometimes it, sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes it's not. I, I will say, I don't know what's going to happen on this podcast. I don't know what it's going to be happening. We didn't rehearse anything. Um, and you know, so I'm kind of like, just like you guys in anticipation of what she's going to say. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, when again, welcome to you guys to Uncultured Bias Podcast. If you're listening on Apple, uh, please continue to rate this episode, um, with a five star rating and, um, leave a nice little message on that's how Apple actually 
gets with their algorithms and everything like that. If you're on Spotify and Apple, please share the podcast. Um, we ask you to share it on both any social media platform that you have, uh, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or obviously Facebook, or just text it to your friends. Uh, we always say that sharing is caring. Give a shout out to our uh, sponsors this week, Compass Tax Advisors. Um, shout out to uh, my best friend, Jamie, who actually celebrated her birthday uh, this past weekend. So um, give them a call at 850-273-7193, or you can reach them at mycompasstax.com. If you're interested in starting a business or need to know the difference between an LLC or an S-Corp or understand the tax consequences, then contact compasstaxadvisors.com. All right. So if you are actually in the market for real estate, um, you know, contact 407-680-8510. That is, of course, keystoneglobalrealestate.com. Um, you can reach them at keystoneglobalrealestate.com or at phone number 407-680-8510. And of course, if you're in the market for probate, real estate, guardianship, um, estate planning, um, contact us at Smith & Williams Trial Group at 888-SWTG-LAW or 888-798-4529 or Williams at swggglaw.com. All right. Wonderful. So got all that housekeeping out the way and I'm going to bring in a very, very special guest, the, be- the most special guest I've ever had on this podcast, uh, Miss Williams. Yes. Oh, you try to sound all dainty and everything like that. <laughs> she's been <laughs> grinning the entire time on this pod because she's like, she has, I said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, she's been, she been trying to ask me all day, like, so what are we going to talk about? I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's going to be free flowing. Just don't make me look bad on my pod. Never that, my dear. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you nervous? Um, cuz it's a nerve-wracking thing. I've never been on a platform for, you know, mm-hmm. people to hear. So, you know, it's It's, it's all right. Yeah. Just remember that I'm the star of the show. remember that i'm you know that everything's about me and Uh, yeah uh yeah (laughs) and you're gonna make you gotta make sure i look good yeah and that um you know yeah that everything about you is secondary okay Uh (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) no okay um so if you guys haven't uh figured it out it's my wife Ivory, Danielle, Russell Williams. I said the, the whole, whole government name. I mean, really? it's whatever. Really? It's whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the whole government name. The whole government name. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been together for like... 12? 13. Okay. We go with that. I don't know. 12? 2008? Mm-hmm. That's 13 years. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. 13. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> um, so... I saw you listening. You were listening to Michael Jack. You were vibing out to the song. You didn't know what I was going to choose, right? No, I had no idea. I actually love your um, music choices, uh, your intro. So, yeah. I mean, how could you not vibe out to Michael I was about Jackson? to divorce you this weekend. Look now. Come on. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, do you know why? Yes. <laughs> Look. Now, um, I just I, I I love Michael. I just can't say that I have ever purchased any of his albums or know yeah, any of the <laughs> album titles or the songs on the albums. Trash. But 
I mean, I know a lot of his songs. So you know, you don't know, you don't really know them, know them now. Yes, I do. I was a playing, lot of them. I was playing you some songs this weekend. You were like, I never heard of this song before. Okay, I said a lot of them, not all of them. Listen, I am okay. I'm just saying. Okay, that was just cause for divorce. This <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm just saying you were. Listen, I I was gonna draw some paperwork. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I try to. I try to figure out the music choices. It's not easy. I actually, I just probably shouldn't even say this, but I don't really know what I'm going to do with the music choices until like a couple minutes before the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to work. But um, sometimes I have an idea, but it's just based on feel. Well, that works for you. It works. Yeah, it works. Sometimes yeah. you just go with your gut and go with the vibe. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like how I work in this marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so let's get right into it um h- how did you meet this wonderful human being and how did he change your life with the greatest thing that's ever happened and why is he an incredible human being and lover and everything start well i found jesus christ when i turned <laughs> 16 <laughs> <laughs> oh, you meant you? Yes, oh, yes. okay. I'm sorry. I thought yes. you did. Of course, you do call me God in the bedroom. Oh. But continue. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. How did we meet? The story. Mm-mm. What? Oh, you were going to get into the story? No. Okay. Well, we what? Can, I mean, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You asked a lot of things. You okay. Layer that. Okay. So. Yeah. No, okay. You can tell people how we met. No. No. What? What was your original question? That was my question. You said I was just. Yeah, well, go ahead. met through a friend. Yes. A mutual friend. Yeah. Um, you know, you popped up at my house. I did. Wait, don't say it like that. You did. But you don't have to say it like that, like I popped up at your house. You were but having you a did. party. You were never a party. Well, yeah, you don't let me get you don't let me um finish it. Yeah, but you made it sound like I was crazy. I mean, you are. <sighs> this is not starting off the way I needed to. I mean, yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> you keep going. This is not anyway. Off. So no, we were having a game night, and our mutual friend invited you over because we needed some additional people, and so you popped up at the house looking all cute in your little pink sweater and stuff. Cameron, flow. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they had the first iPhone out because you was walking in with your little iPhone in and stuff, acting like big time. I was. Like, oh, I am. please. Um and so yeah, that's how we we met at this um at this game. Was it a sweater or was it a shirt? It was a sweater, and you had on a button up um a button up under it. I don't remember any. I thought it was like a pink polo. It was. It was like a pink um a pink sweater, and the button up under it was like oh, uh, it was a polo sweater. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought it was like a pink polo shirt. No. See, I don't remember. Mm, I know. I know. I don't remember. Do you remember what I had on? I mean, you're just looking so good. Everything just, I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. I was so overwhelmed with everything. So you I just better say that. I couldn't really focus on the mo I was focused on the eyes, you know, what? not on the physical. So. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. Um it's crazy because I met you the night before law school graduation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder what my life would have been like had I not gone to that party. Because would we have met? And like our lives literally changed in that moment. It did and had no idea. I don't know. I don't know if we would have um, 
connected. Well, yeah, we would have could. Well, no. no, I mean, we we would have been in the same place because we we would have been in the same. I would have been at the graduation. I wouldn't have known, I but you wouldn't have known who I was unless you were you know introduced to me. You know, she there. came to the graduation just for me, y'all. So she, I met her the night before, and she was stuck. And then she used to say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this man's graduation." That's how good I was looking. Oh, so now you're gonna make me sound like I'm the crazy one. Yeah. So anyway, so I was, <laughs> I was looking that good that night, and she was like, "I'm you about were. to go. I was gonna go to this man's graduation." And, I did. Yep. With my girl April, she was right there holding me down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, I mean, I just kind of think like that night. Um, I didn't have anything to do, and our mutual friend was like, "Yo, just come." You know, come with me to this party. And some, like I said, sometimes I just think about, like, dang, like, if I just been like, nah, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Like, or if I had other plans, mm-hmm. you know. Or if I had other plans, like, if, because you invited me. Oh, you're talking about the next day. That No, that night. Oh, you're talking about the actual night of the party. I thought, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, what she's referring to is that the next, that night, the, the night, night of graduation. Of graduation, uh, I met her at a club here. And that's when he put the moves on me. That's when I knew it wasn't just my imagination. Like, there was definitely a chemistry there. And he made it known the night of graduation in the club. Mm-hmm. I put the moves on her. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, uh, we danced. Yep. And I did the forehead kiss. You don't remember that? What? Or no, I think it was the actual kiss. I kiss. No, I didn't kiss. Did I? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm telling all this stuff for I didn't even. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you was out there. Yeah. That's all good, though. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, she's here now. Right? <laughs> but I am. I, but, okay. But here's the thing, though, right? Um, what we didn't tell is that it didn't start off like we were just started dating. It was kind of rocky. In yeah, the beginning, it was rocky. Mm-hmm. And we were just still kind of feeling each other out. Yeah, so like we had we had the the first night, which was the game night. Yeah, and I kind of feel a little chemistry there as well as you did, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, then I ended up going to the graduation, and I'm just you know still having you know that chemistry, think, thinking it is something there, not not knowing because it very well could be one sided. And then you revealed it that night mm-hmm. of the graduation at the club, and then yeah. after that, that was like it for a couple of months. Like, we hadn't talked or seen each other in a while after that. No, it was a couple months. Was it? Yes, it was. I don't know. Probably was. It's, it felt like very short. It was everything. Well, that was, was like in um, May. May. And then I think. Of 2008, yeah. Yeah. And then we didn't. And then I think the next time was in October. September? September, October. Okay. So, what? Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, what was it? And then, you know, you. Came over and we just, you know, everything connected. So here's the thing, though. I, I think um, you got mad at April. Or you got mad at, because you thought I was playing. You told April, how's this little short man playing? Oh, oh so, now, so now we, yes. So now we, you know, we you're jumping like really ahead. So come September, October. But they don't need to hear all the. I know, but they, they need to know, like, after that, you know, we, we did start it talking and went yeah. out on dates and stuff like that, but we wasn't, like, official. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of, you know, just hanging or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, being a little bit more than friends. Um, 
because at this moment in my life, I was just kind of like, I've had those relationships. I was kind of over them, but I still wasn't trying to force it to be something that it was not. So I was just kind of like, let me see where this goes. And then when I'm tired of it, I'm just going to walk away. Like I'm not going to try to sit here and get these ultimatums and all this other stuff. Cause it never worked in the past. Right. It's just like, you know, if a dude want to be with you, he going to be with you. Right? Where were you at? And like, I mean, I guess you're kind of talking about it. Like, where were you at mentally at the time? Like, were you just like, were you trying to be in a relationship or were you act just kind of dating? Well, I don't think I, said, I ever asked you that question. Well, I mean, yeah, I longed to be in a relationship. I was 27 years old. And in my mind, I, you know, back in the day, I was like, oh, 27, I'm just going to be married and have kids. And so I'm like, here I am, this old fuddy-duddy, 27 years 27 old. 27 old and fuddy-duddy. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what, that's how I was feeling, right? I had no, no, no person, you know, no potential in mind, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a guy in a picture whom I had been like going back and forth for like years, you know, um, to all my Sex in the City fans, it was like my Mr. Big, but it, it didn't turn out like Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that going back and forth for years. So that individual was still in the picture. Um, cause it, you know, and then here I am meeting you, but I was, I was kind of sad, um, around that time cause I met you in May. My birthday was in August. Mm-hmm. So I was sad when I turned, I turned 27 that year and I was sad on my 27th birthday. And once again, my friend April, who is like always like the biggest cheerleader, motivator, she was just like, girl, uh-uh, ain't nothing but the devil, don't let him get you down and da 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 you got this and this. And I was like, you're right, girl, you're right. And then I would say September, October is when um, you and I started back talking again mm-hmm. um, and you made it known that you were like really interested in me. But we there, but there wasn't a relationship there like you, you weren't trying to make it official. You weren't trying to like lock it down or mm-hmm. anything. So, you know, but that was good. I was in them streets. So actually, I wasn't in the streets. I was I'm lying. I really wasn't in the streets. <laughs> um, and so. So as I was saying, like, you know, I'm 27. So I was like, I'm going to do things differently this time around. Right. I'm not finna try to, you know, like, okay, you finna be my boyfriend type of thing. Like, I'm just getting ready to enjoy it um, for what it is. And then um, when I'm ready for it to, you know, when I feel like I'm in a a point where I want it to be more, I'm going to actually do, you know, I'll present it. And that's not if that's not what you want, then I'm just going to have to move on. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and. And play the games again and have a second Mr. Big. And just stick it around and just allow myself to be used. And, you know, when you ready, when you want to, you know, hit me up on the text, you know. Um, the Y-U-D. No, yeah. W-Y-D. W-Y-D. What you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or hit you with the hey, big head, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't need two of those in my life. Wait, 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 wait. You were getting both those texts at the time I mentioned. I don't want to. I don't want to. Going- well, the other one kind of stopped, and you know, then convenient. Then- That's a very convenient <laughs> save. It did. By the I way, that was a very. Key- you notice what just happened? She she <laughs> said she tried to cover. Did I do a what? Do Whitney Houston? <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. You just you just pulled a Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whatever. You want me to jump out this window? <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, really though. We'll talk. The other one, like, it kind of just honestly happened. Everything happened organically, right? Like, the other one, now I would say when we were still, when, um, back in May, mm. you know, the other one was still in the picture. But by that time, mm-mm, no, by August or September, October, nope. And so then, as I said, you and I started chilling and getting to know each other better. And honestly, 
I still don't even know. Like it, I, it really literally was all God because you got on my nerves. Like you were like, I, I some never things met change. Some things. I never same. like, but like we weren't like, um, it wasn't like butterflies. It wasn't love know? at first sight. It was more lust. It was it was a lot of like and a lot of lust, but it was not love at first sight. You definitely got on my nerves because you were an arrogant sob. I know. How can you imagine me being arrogant? Oh, I know. I I, I, mean, I just don't know where you got it from. I, I mean, know. you were a straight up arrogant jerk. I was, and I was just like the one quick to put you in your place. Like, you know, like that ain't cool, or like what you talking about? You know? know. Yeah. And so, I mean, just oil and water, right? It is oil and water because we came from very, we come from very different backgrounds mm-hmm. and we were in different spaces. I mean, I was in a space to where, you know, admittedly, I was just not in the best of spaces mentally and financially and just um, it was after law school and, you know. Um, and I didn't know any of that. No, you didn't. You didn't know. I didn't know to the extent. Like, I knew you were studying for the bar. I know you were very stressed out around that time. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I think I saw, I think I saw it as an opportunity. You know, I think I saw it as a potential, like overall you were, you know, you were a good guy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and I was just, and I think I was just like, well, just let me see where, where this goes. Yeah. But back to when you was like, I think this little guy, you know, playing me when it got to the point when I, when I kind of wanted something more and you were not, and you were just playing all these little games that's not when it tell April's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm getting played by this little short dude. Like, what the hell? Like, I can't go play me. And I think at that time, that's why I was just like, bye. Like, I'm I'm done. And I was done. Yeah. Like, I ain't play no games. I was like, okay, that's it. And I was very proud of myself because in other situations, I would want to give ultimatums and all this other stuff. And it's just like, no, this is not benefiting me anymore. It's not what I want. So that's gross. That was a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. I um yeah I, I I realized with you that you were different. What I really loved about you is that you're you're and still are um real. And you were very much real with me and um that was something that I was sorely missing in my life cuz I met with so many you know inauthentic people. And um, people had just let me down. And um, it was like you were you were and still are like a breath of fresh air. Aww. And so it was something that I I um, value and I, I continue to guard against. You know, I'm very protective over it um, because um, it's one of your greatest attributes, I think, as a, just as a human being. I always, I tell people that, you know, Ivory is, Really, she is who she is, and she's the most authentic person. If she don't like you, she ain't going to play around that she don't she like you. She can't fake it, you know. And if she like you, she, she you know, she going to ride with you. Um, but she's, unlike me, I will kind of like, I will act like I like you. Mm-hmm. But I really don't. Mm-hmm. But you'll never know. Nope. You'll never know. Because everybody thinks you're, <laughs> that they're your best friend or you're their best friend, so. You know, I'm I'm very nice to people, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to tell. Like, I'm just not really fucking with you like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, with you, you know, you don't fake it. Mm-mm. And I didn't know that was like my 
my thing, right? Mm-hmm. My attribute until, because at 27, I was still learning myself. Like I didn't know myself, right? Mm-hmm. I just knew that I was, I wanted to be loved. I want to be married. I want to have kids. I'm 27. I'm knocking on 30. So I really didn't know my personality. I was still learning a lot about me. And I didn't know that that was my thing until, because I worked in like sales and, and emissions and they have you take all these personality tests and they tell you about yourself. And I've always rated like, you know, oh, you're genuine. What you see is what you get. And, you know, you are, um, you're an educator, you're a teacher, you know, thing, you know, just things around that sort. And so, and then now that I'm in a, you know, I have a team that depends on me, like that's my thing. And they know it and they, and they say that, you know, they say like, what you see is what you get. This is Irish. She's genuine. She going, you know, she's going to give it to you. Like how she going to give it to you. And, and so my thing is I'm going to correct you in love. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like I do that in life in period. Like anybody who know me and love me know, like, I re- you're right what you see is what you get she's genuine she's true and if she doesn't you correct you it's gonna be in love like I'm never like I don't berate people I don't talk down to nobody you know from <clears throat> my children to my husband to anybody because that's just I don't believe in that you know I know yeah that's one thing I love about you you, do, you don't talk down to me mm-hmm. at all you know even when you are working my last nerve I mean you be working my nerves too how could I though I'm just so great okay serious <laughs> so, serious yo I know you're right um so then three years later we end up getting married yep you know we and his thing god is so funny because like when you in it you don't even know that you in it you don't even know like this is what you prayed for until you look and you're like wait a minute what oh like the little tic tac thing they're like oh lord (laughs) it's like wait a minute lord look at you like everything that i prayed for and written down and uh, oh my i'm living this thing and so when we were in the midst of like when we were dating and and I will say so although so when I was feeling like oh man this short dude playing me and da 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 and I walked away I did walk away and then he he found the most creative way to draw me back in I did <laughs> I was I'm telling you I could write a book on game uh yeah because you definitely had it yeah. you taught me some things like I, I have not seen in all my 27 years of being played and used by these jokers out here and um it was still some things i was just like that's why i was kind of like i think this dude playing me because i wasn't 100 percent, but i had to go with my gut and then with my home and my homegirl april she was a um she was your fan she was like she, she still wanted was a us fan. She oh still yeah she still yeah and, but like she was a fan of us is what yeah. i'm saying she wanted us to work so if i ever went to her about something it was always oh no 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 but this time when i had went to her she was like yeah you know so she gave me the validation that i needed like okay yes i'm not crazy this dude is playing me let me just mm-hmm. leave and so when i left i left and he found the most creative way to get me back in so you want to say it i say? am okay. i am so i so i have a um i have a good friend who's a nurse well, I mean, you got to know the, the also the context. So the good friend who's a nurse, before Kamara and I hooked up, and it's just a long story, I'd actually tried to hook him up with her, but they, like, did not work out at all. So I think you need to know that part. So anyway, I have this friend that's a nurse, and it was Nurses Week. And this dude sent me this long test book uh, paragraph text message about, my friend, my friend who's a nurse and it's nurses week. And so, you know, I'm also, you know, I, I mean, he, he, he knew my trigger buttons. Like, how you sending me a, <laughs> a text message? I was the original future. You guys see that meme that future <laughs> sends? Like, you know, like I, that, how everything like future turns into 
a like a thing like God bless or whatever. Like, it's a uh-huh. picture. Yeah. I was the original feature <laughs> meme. I would I was toxic as hell. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so it definitely warrants me to call him to cuss him out. Like I haven't spoken to you and I don't know how long. Perfect. And, and you send me the so once again, game that I had I had no idea that he was trying to draw me in. Like, you know, in hindsight, it was get like, a reaction. Yeah, to get a reaction. It's like, how did you not know that? And I guess just the guys that I dealt with in the past, they didn't, you know, it it and that never happened. And so it definitely worked. Because she wasn't returning my calls. I was not. And so text messages, none of that. So I did something that was going to make her like return my call. And you want to know what I, I, I did call to cuss you out. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what happened from that text message to me being at your house. having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. All I know is I Kamara happened. That's what happened. <laughs> Clearly the Kamara effect, because <laughs> when I tell you, I don't know from when I read that text, I was like, Oh, this Oh, this dude is like, I'm, oh, like he's trying me for real. I don't know what happened from me reading that text message to the next. I'm at your house. Yeah. <laughs> eating dinner <laughs> once again. <laughs> and then, and then becoming official, official boyfriend and girlfriend that night, my birthday night. You cooked dinner. Yeah. And we officially became boyfriend and girlfriend that night. Okay. And then we just ended up um, dating and. I think it was so many different things. Like, you know, I was still trying to figure out myself and mm-hmm. figure out what was going on with my life. And um, one of the things I valued about you was you didn't judge me. I didn't have a car, ladies and gentlemen. I was. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. That's how good I was. <laughs> I didn't have a car and I was broke. Um, but she didn't want to make my status financial status as the arbiter of whether or not she was interested in me. And that was something that was, um, admirable about you. Um, now let's get let's i mean let's keep it real like you were you were working towards something greater you just wasn't like but still i was like i was taking a bus you were you were taking a bus but i was motivating you and educating you to do something you know bigger and better which is continue to study for the bar and you know and make that so you had potential you know you were working towards something it's not like i'm just up here just you know my car had been repossessed and i i definitely i didn't know that yeah, and you know, I was going through some real. I was going through some things. Yeah, phones getting cut off. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's like how I didn't know those things, but I mean, when you when we talk, I didn't know about it at that time. But when you talk about it, like how can you work and study for the bar at the same time? So like, those are the sacrifices you know you had to make for you know future. Listen, it was tough, man. I, whew, it was it was a tough moment, and um. <laughs> Listen, I didn't actually. I didn't even have. I wasn't getting a haircut. Oh, yeah. so that was you was looking real. I was looking rough. <laughs> you were. Oh my goodness! At one time, you was like, "Let's go to the movies," and I was just like, "All right." And oh, that she my, paid for. My word, you look so just rough and. I, I couldn't afford a haircut. You look like. You you yeah. look like one of those kids on uh, the commercial when it was like just pay you know <laughs> ninety dollars ninety cents a month. So, so listen, to feed. I, listen. The thing is, I was purposely looking rough because I was like, I need. I'm in war mode 
for this bar. So I'm like, I'm a, I'm not going to shave. I'm not going to brush my hair. I'm just going to look. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not getting haircuts. I'm just going through war mode right now. But it's not at that time for whatever reason. Maybe because you were stressed out. It wasn't like your hair was growing back like thick, though. I know. It was, it was looking, like patchy. I know. Like you was, it was looking, for real. You I was, was looking, looking like one of them kids that needed bad. to be sponsored. I was looking bad. And your face was like sunken in because yeah. you was like straight up bad stress. And I was like, I can't believe I'm going to. Because I wasn't eating. I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to come over so you can feed me. <laughs> you had money. So, so I was a sugar mama. You were the okay. sugar mama. Okay. I had no money. <laughs> Y'all <was> broke, man. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a lot of things going on. And so I just, I loved how, you know, that didn't stop you. Even, you know, us, you didn't mind paying for dinner. You didn't mind paying for the movies and paying for um, us to go on a trip on the cruise. Like you, you were, you were sponsoring me. Yeah. And I like, what well, I'm just telling you, I mean, cause I've, oof. I know I'll drive around in your car and everything. <laughs> Here's the thing We definitely We we. <laughs> so like If you asked me At the time Like what made me do it I couldn't You know I know I, what made you do it I was just laying it down All Oh right. please stop it Um, Like I mean Just you know Like I don't know Like I don't know I just I wanted to be supportive Because I believed in you mm-hmm. You know I knew this was a very Hard time in your life And um and I wanted to show my support and I wanted to show I believed in you. But equally, you know, you didn't make me feel like you were using me either. You didn't make me feel, you know, I know we joke about it like a sugar mama or, you know, when you saw me, you didn't make me feel like you saw, you know, like dollar signs, you know, when I came around. Um, so you still make me feel like valued, you know, even though maybe financially at that time we were not equally yoked. Mm-hmm. Um but I knew we were, you know, it was it was something greater that we were, you know, working towards and praying towards and being hopeful towards, you know. Yeah. And so I think that's what kind of just made me stick in there and be supportive yeah. of everything. Facts. The car part didn't come until, oh, no, you did. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I was driving around in your car. I took your car to the bar. Yeah. And it, you got in an accident. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, see, the Lord works on you, and you don't even know it. You, I had, I had a brand new, my first time ever getting a brand new car, right? And I let him, because he was having some issues with the rental car and all this other stuff. And I was like, don't worry about it, baby. I got you. Go ahead and drive my car. And he was like, no, for real? I was like, yes, yes, he didn't want to. So I let him drive my car. Was it to Tampa? To I think, Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Drive my car to Tampa. And so, um, and I called, I think I called a ride to work or something like that. With I was really like baby Jody. <laughs> I was really without without the kids. I really was like Jody. But keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's so because me and my roommate April, we we um we lived together and we worked together, so I was just able to catch a ride, you know, for her. But this is like you know, this is what we've been like waiting for, like waiting on and and prepping and you know all this other stuff and praying and all this other stuff. So it's like, yeah, we're not gonna let some transportation, you know, stop you from that. Here I am with this brand new car. Like, yeah, take it right. And this dude calls me while I'm at work saying, somebody parked close to your car. Um, uh, uh, do you think I should move it? And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to move it. Something, you ended up not moving it. And my car, like my back tire, um, he, when he, whoever he, she came out the car, it messed up my, my back uh, tire, the, the rim part or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you felt so horrible. I did. Yeah. And your mom them um, offered to pay for it. And you were even more pissed off. And I should have took it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but in my mom, I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna make him pay. No. I'm gonna stick beside him. I'm gonna stay. <laughs> I'm gonna stick beside <laughs> right, him. Right, right. <laughs> Cause if this thing work out, no, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, but looking back, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I should have took it. I should have got my queen. Please. Okay. <laughs> I'm more than made up for that. But anyway. You, you have. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what the thing that really pissed me off? I told what? you about the story. What? Um, person who should not be not not be named said that oh, as soon as he get on, he gonna he gonna leave you. Yep, yep, that was it. Mm-hmm. And that really pissed me off. Yeah, because I was like, they don't even know me. Yep. You know, did you did you say that to motivate? Like, what? I mean, did you know that was gonna piss me off? I had no idea that was gonna piss you off, and I had no idea like. I mean, because when you say, like, you, okay, it's one thing for it to piss you off, and it's another thing for it to motivate you, but it was like, was that your only motivating factor to just no, because it was that like individual wrong? No, it was clearly not, right? I mean, but, it, like. It, it, but it was, like, it was just really messed up because the person's like, oh, as soon as he get on, he going, you mm-hmm. know, he going to leave your ass for a white girl. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, but he going to leave you. And I was like, this person don't even know, this person doesn't even know me. Mm-hmm. And they're sewing you know, discord already. And that, so that is a key thing right there. Like you can't allow other people to walk you into, um, discord, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of, we, we kind of pushed past this a little bit, but the first thing is, is timing has to be important because if it wasn't for timing, her and I would not have met. I definitely think timing right? played a huge part. Timing. Mm-hmm. And I had to be in the right spot in my life and you had to be in the right spot in your life. Mm-hmm. And Which that right spot was us still finding ourselves. Very true. And then so, and then the second part is, again, like you can't allow other people to have a say into um, the trajectory of your relationship. Because mm-hmm. that person was someone who was a mentor. Yeah. And like mentored me through my career and just, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Right. And so here I am catching a ride with them because mm-hmm. you had my car because at this time you passed the bar mm-hmm. but you still didn't have a car Facts. so you so you still needed mm-hmm. a car to Facts. get to, you know to and from work which that was also very uh, a testing time like that was oh my goodness um yeah that was very rough but still this person held um you know high stock with me and and you know so here i am riding to work so spending all this time with them and they're sowing this in, in me and, you know, making me feel, you know, very sad, of course. And so I did want to go home and share it with you to, to see, I, I, cause I just wanted to know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't like, let me take this to him in hopes that he'll, you know, if it, you know, if he would use this, like, I didn't know how you were going to react to it. Yeah. You, cause you moved in with me. Well, yeah. Yeah. You moved in with me. Yeah. Um, that was very quick. We moved in pretty quick. Quickly. Yeah, like things that I did with you, I was completely out of my element with you, yeah. and um, and just how we operated because I never lived with a guy. You were the first guy that I lived with, shacked up all the other stuff, and my living family, in sin. Yes, and my family was not. You know, I you don't shack up with no man, and da 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 da. And so, I, why did you shack up with me? Because my other living situation wasn't the best. Oh, so either. you were using me? That's <laughs> all right. Well, I think because. Well, you know, one, we were new in our relationship, and I was over the house, like, all the time. You were over And so it was just kind of like, why? You know, you then you get to ask that self your question, why am I paying, you know, I guess, rent for a place that I'm not even laying my head at? So literally, it was just, I'm paying something, paying for somewhere just for my clothes and stuff to be there, because I was literally at your house all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that's why I think one, it was it was definitely timing. Two, it was although we were still finding ourselves, but I think we we you know we we needed each other for different things. Like you needed some financial stability, and I just needed some. Stability. Don't say it like that. But you did, like did you I not? know. But I mean, but I, how about emotional stability too? Okay, we both needed emotional stability. Okay. And we also happen to like each other. Damn. Can you yes. put that in there? Yes, Good of God. course. Damn. Yes. And we both happen to really, you know, I mean, at this time, it's more than like. It's mm-hmm. like love, you know? Mm-hmm. You said I love you first. That's very true. I did. Because mm-hmm. I was your sugar mama. That's right. It's <laughs> very true. It's very actual factual. Um. So, you know, I, as I said, I just think, because when you say things move fast, I think it like it did. Like, it just kind of like a blur to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, I was the first person you moved in with, moving very quickly. Mm-hmm. When did you know that I was the one? Mm, I knew. I think it was when I moved in because I was on the phone with my sister. And um, and I was talking to her how you may be the one, but if, you know, but you're not like everything. Damn. I mean, let's keep it real. Neither am I. And it was my sister who told me, you know, about the 80-20 rule and, you know, you have to look at the, the bigger, you know, it's because, you know, you, you never like really had something, mm-hmm. you know, something of value. You know, I think a lot of times a lot of people, um, especially women, we, you know, we, we we're in our own heads that we 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 get in, we um we keep ourselves out of something good because you don't meet everything on my list. So I can't get with you. Right. And it's not realistic. Right. So you're in your own way of your own happiness and you don't even know that. And my sister, she's always, um, Carla, big up to you, baby. And, um, she's always been there to be like my sounding board to give me my advice and all of that. And so she told me like, you're not going to get somebody who's going to be a hundred percent of everything, but as long as they have all the, the good qualities, you know, that you're looking for, that's what you go with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and I'm glad she gave me that advice, Mm -hmm. Um, because although I I, as I said, like we loved you, we were oil and water, like we argued on things and you were very arrogant, you know, and I had to like, you know, like that that didn't go away. That was still there. It took you some time before that arrogance, you know, seeped out. So, you know, so it it was still so all of that. I like to say that I was um, definitely the shortest man you've ever dated. Mm hmm. Plus. Could you not say names? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna say names. Could, no, don't do that. Don't we do already, that. Listen, it's already don't out do there. that. It's already well, out I there. mean, because you just did that, but don't do that. Okay, but you already sorry, I already did that. So anyway, so the thing is, I like to joke that um, I was definitely not uh, Ivory's archetype. Like she used to date a rapper named Plies, and in college, um, and so. It was short lived. We dated. Okay. It was short lived, and then we just became yeah. good friends. And then she dated other guys, and they were like other pretty boys, and they were tall, and all that other stuff. And so mm-hmm. I was, you know, I would definitely was not. You were definitely out of the bubble. I was out of. You was the, out, of out, the, out of the box. Out of out of the box. And yeah. and my sister Carla also told me that too. She did. You got to go. You got to take somebody out of your box. You can't go with your norm. Mm-hmm. I, and you I, were definitely that. Yeah. I was dark not. skin, short. Because mm-hmm. I normally like light skin dudes or brown complexion dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they were barbers. I don't know how many barbers I dated. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That was entirely different. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I think when we had, uh, I guess when we kind of met up, I mean, you were different from everybody I dated as well, right? And so um, I just, I dated. I mean, how so? Because I was dating just a certain type of, uh, certain type of women. Okay. Like, like, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, without sounding misogynistic, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, You know, they were just this, uh, these uber motivated professional, you know, working women type of, I mean, you're a working woman, but I can't describe like these uber competitive, you know, these type of type A, I'm not type A, A. you're not a type A. And, um, it was just not, you know, and, and at the time you're not Greek, I was Greek. So they were involved in that whole circle and he's like, Mm -hmm. you were just, you were entirely different. A breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. So, um, you know, and so I think that was the the thing that drew me is that you you didn't look like any of the other ones that I had dealt with, like as far as like spirit wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I'll I'll say it. I'll leave it at that without putting myself in too much trouble. So, all right. So then we end up getting engaged. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that we were going to get engaged. Mm-mm. I kind of knew that it was coming because you was asking me about, about rings. Yeah. So right. like my my ring size and what type of cut I like. Like no dude is going to be into that type of stuff unless he like looking. So I kind of knew something was up, but I didn't know like when. I didn't know it was happening that soon. Like I didn't know any of that. Like December 18th. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not asked like, you know, no dude is going to just like know about all of the, uh, you know, all these details around diamonds and engagement rings and stuff like that yeah um it was really uh, um it was fascinating because i we were engaged i was working for a law firm and then two months later i ended up losing my job mm-hmm. in february of 2011 mm-hmm. yeah and so um i felt like and this is really the most the, one of the important parts of the podcast. What people don't realize, we went through a lot of like initial, like just couple thing. Like you know, they say um, money and sex are one of the things that like we were dealing definitely with one of them. Money was a, a definite issue in the beginning of our relationship and and thus our marriage. Yeah, we definitely had financial struggle. Yeah. Um, but I think that helped us to build. A strong foundation from the beginning. I think so. Um, because we we knew that it was bigger than finances mm-hmm. and success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people go through things, it kind of hardens them. It, it kind of baptized by fire. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think we got our baptismal, you know, in early on in our marriage and continued for a few, several years. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, it just it, it made us stronger together. To be more of a team, to trust one another, mm-hmm. um, it's just like uh, we, as I said, although the struggles were financial, it helped us in other areas of our marriage. You know, mm-hmm. to where some people, when they just get married, if they don't have really no struggles, and then they find themselves, you know, three to five years in, and now they're having all these big arguments and all this stress, they don't know how to deal with it. But we have been dealing with it from the beginning. We were, because you know, God rest, you know, your mother. We were dealing with your mother's. Um, God rest his soul. And so, 
Like we were dealing with that. Like when I first, when I met you in the dating, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what to do with you because, you know, you had come over and we were just in the beginning of dating and then your mother was going through her health issues mm-hmm. and you were like, I just want to come over. And, and I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Like mm-hmm. you were so sad and broken mm-hmm. behind that. And, um, you know, yep. and I, I just like things that normal people don't deal with in the beginning of a relationship. I was dealing with, you know, money and, and health, mm-hmm. you know, like things mm-hmm. like that was like really. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it, that continued to, you know, even um, the beginning of stages of our marriage, a couple years into our marriage, you know, you know, God rest Miss Sheila, you know, she passed away. And, yep, you know, 2014. Yeah. And, um, and then my second mom. Yeah. So you passed away a year, almost a year. Or, yeah. 2018. No, I'm talking about. To oh, my, my mom. Your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, um. She passed away almost nine months after Niara was born. So a few months after mm-hmm. our first was born. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, it was like we went from yeah. having money, having our first child, you know, um, and your mom passing away. It was just like a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, my house getting uh, short, short selling my home because mm-hmm. I was, again, financial issues. I had to live. live I mean, it was just a lot to mm-hmm. deal with, and we still mm-hmm. stuck through it. Stuck through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I relate this story to everybody on social media about how you didn't know I was going to say it. You know, when I was talking about your your worst yeah. birthday yeah. that you ever had. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think people need to know that because I, you know, like even you know when people see the post of the birthday and all that other stuff, and some people were saying relationship goals and if my husband don't treat me like this, it's divorce. But I'm just like, girl. Do you even know what yeah. we went through to get here, right? Yeah. You know, and I and I don't want to sound cliche like people say that all the time, but that really is our story. Like we really struggled to the point. I don't even know if you remember one time we was it, and I even think it was around that time to where April and Mikhail was just like, "Look, we see y'all going through. We gonna pay take pay for y'all to go on a vacation." It did, I don't remember, but it didn't happen because with April's job, they let her off. Okay. Um, but they were like getting ready to pay for us to go on a vacation because we had, you know, it it was it was just it was just so much stress, yeah, all the time, so much struggle, yeah. So one of the things I, I'd say is that, um, you know, Ivory, there's a lot of strength in, in her, and it's not always readily apparent, but she's so strong. Because if it takes strength to allow somebody to live their dreams and do what they have to do. Um, and her support, never-ending support, um, is something that never goes unnoticed and that I'm very, very appreciative of. Because think about it. For somebody to lose their job, I just proposed to you, and then two months later, I lose my job, and we're planning for a wedding. And you just still trusted me, like, I'm going to pay for this wedding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to make sure, like, one thing I'm always proud of, that we walked out of that wedding venue with no debt. You paid for that whole I busted, I busted my ass. You sure did. Yeah. I made sure that, I was like, we, I, I was like, we ain't, we're not having no debt walking out of this wedding. We ain't had no credit. We ain't had no nothing. You paid for that whole wedding. I paid like, for the whole everything. One. Yep. And. The tux, my dress. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Because I was going to make ensure that, you know, 
you know, she's trusting me with her, mm-hmm. with her life. I'm going to make sure it's going to start off that I'm not, that we're walking out of here 1000%. Um, and then, you know, even with the ups and downs of being a business owner and having your own law firm and she sees the, she's seen everything like the highs and lows of clients, not paying clients walking out on you and doing whatever, um, and still sticking beside me. There's a lot of strength in that. And, you know, so, so when people see like the entrepreneurial spirit, they don't see the, the backbone behind it, you know, and they don't see everything behind it. They see the success stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to acknowledge that and mm-hmm. give you your flowers because, you know, I know, you know, but I always, I tell you how much I appreciate you. And that's why it's important for me to spoil you because, um, you earned it. Thank you, baby. Thank you. So when you say that, it makes me think about um, a situation. So you're right, because, you know, you you are, like, in the limelight, and I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you post all the time on Facebook or whatever, and I, you know, you do your podcasts and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm just behind the scenes, you know, being at support, you know, while we're having our family. And so, you know, why you can go off and, you know, do the things that, are passionate to you that you really want to do. Cause I mean, for the most part, I'm a homebody. I'm, I'm cool with, you know, being home and maybe, you know, going here and there or whatever. So it works, it works. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, when you talk about, um, you know, the strength and, you know, being with somebody who lets you live your dreams, you know, it, I think it's, you know, it, it brings a story to where we were out and about and some, somebody was like, Oh my gosh, how can you keep up with him? And, and I guess they just thought I was just like a, a stay at home mom or something. And then when they found out that I work in HR and I'm in a leadership role, they were like, Oh, like mm-hmm. you a career woman. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's the misconception that people think like, yeah, just, you know, I'm, you know, it's just, it, it, I don't know, that story comes to mind because, yes, you go out and do your thing and you're an entrepreneur, but it doesn't mean that I'm just sitting home waiting on you to come. She is not. Home or whatever, right? right. Like, like you know, I, I make things happen, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I take care, I take care yeah. of the house, but I'm also a career woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, th- I just thought that was interesting because I think, you know, just the perception that people get from what they see from Facebook, you know, yeah. and not the true reality. Like they just literally thought, oh, how do you keep up with him? And, you know, he's always here and da 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 da. And I'm just like, you know, oh my God. And then just to find out that I have, you know, I'm not here just bending knee to you was, it seemed like it was very, um, it, it caught that person off guard. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned, the podcast and it's a continuing that vein that um we talk about sacrifice and everybody thinks about sacrificing for you know when you say success like oh you know you have to sacrifice for success but there's sacrifice on the back end too that people don't see the sacrifice of family mm-hmm. and the family has to make a sacrifice like you have to see you have to know whether it's at the firm like where i come home like at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night from working or i'm recording podcasts and you know post-production pre-production during you know the actual podcast and post-production like there's a lot of time away from the family that's the sac. i'm sacrificing time and you're sacrificing you and the kids are mm-hmm. sacrificing and so there's a level there's a large amount of sacrifice all the way around and you know a lot of people don't see that that when it comes to something that has to be successful the sacrifice is just not unitary in one particular or singular rather in one particular vein. It's everybody sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, I think that's really something that, uh, I think helps the marriage. You have to be, a, there has to be a level of sacrifice somewhere, mm-hmm. um, in order for it to work. Right. And I think the reason why we work is because 
one, you have to understand your partner. Not saying that I think you have to understand who they are, their strengths and their weaknesses, and not saying that you can't want more for them or better for them and help them to get that. But you have to understand what I understand about my husband is that, you know, you, you, you need to feel, you need to be productive. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether, and just, you know, just staying like, you're not a homebody. Mm -hmm. Like I am a homebody so I can stay home or I don't have to be in the limelight. Not saying that you do, but you know, once you find yourself in your personality and your voice, you know, it kind of, you know, you had things, that people wanted to hear. And then you can also put it in a way that's so relatable. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, and I think that was so, um, that's so awesome that you were able to find that and find that Avenue when people are were able to, you know, um, acknowledge that and want to hear more of it. And, um, and so, and, and as I said, and, I, and, I, and the reason why I think we work out so well is because I don't like, feel that I have to be just as loud as you or just as noticeable as you. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm still a strong force, on the back end or, or in the background, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's why I think, you know, we work so well because I know my place and who I am and what I got going on. And, 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 you know, and I don't feel that I have to be, you know, we both got to be sharing the line line and people both got it, you know, like, I don't, like, I don't have to be that. And that's why I think we work very well because we, we, we understand each other and we know what each other, you know, need. So it was that um that Chris Rock thing where it said somebody's got to be paying, be willing to play the tambourine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. so you play a lot of the tambourine, mm -hmm. but you do a lot more too than play the tambourine. And so um, all right. So we talked about like you know the uh, I guess the foundational aspects. Some of the things I think about though, the ivory is that when the girls decide one day to get married, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a very real conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't have this conversation, so but I, I don't know how you're going to answer this or how you're going to react to this statement. But I would have, and it may have changed how we if we would even gotten together. But mm -hmm. I think it's important to know people's viewpoints on how they see what a marriage functions. Mm -hmm. We never had that conversation. Mm -mm. We never said like, well, okay, what does marriage look like to you? You know, what is well, how does marriage function in your life? What does commitment look like? Mm -hmm. What does sacrifice look like? I think those are definitely real, some real conversations that people need to have. Yeah, like, you know, how does one, when you're combining your life with somebody, what does that look like to you? And show me examples of that in your life. And we came from very different backgrounds. I came from a singular background of, you know, two-parent home, mm -hmm. so forth and so on. You came from, you know, living in two separate homes, stepfather, mother, mother and then... You know, mother, uh, step, yep. father, stepmother. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know, not getting into the details of all that. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I come from a very blended family. I don't have no, I'm not ashamed uh, at it at all. Like my my mom, my parents never married, mm -hmm. and so, but my dad had my um my tutie. I call her my tutie, and she been in my life since I was three. You know, yeah. So you know, although him and my mom never married, I still had stability because you know I had you know Miss Maggie May tutie in my life since I was three. And then I had my mom and her husband who he had also been in my life and, you know, for a very, you know, um, at a very short, uh, young age. So it's like, all, so I still had, uh, examples of marriage. I just came, it was just in two different homes. But your, your examples of marriage were different than my examples because mm -hmm. the way Tootie and Milton ran their home mm -hmm. is entirely different the way Paulette and Peter ran their home. 
And I, I think that's for everybody. You know, that could be for anybody, regardless whether you had two homes with, you know, two married couples in there. You know, just husband and wives are different. Yeah. Right, so And you guys are West Indian. West Indian, yeah. So my parents were like, you know, my mom cooked everything, cleaned everything. You know, I was kind of used to that. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, Ivory grew up in a household where that was not the case. Not true. You didn't. Tootie didn't cook. Yes, she did. You always said that Tootie didn't cook. But Tootie made sure we had food. Like she I know. cooked. Like I, well, no, she. So she definitely every day bought us, you know, chicken. So no, she wasn't like a, a cooker in that way. But she was still a homemaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my mom cooked. You know, yeah. my mom. So I came. I come from two households where you know the wife cooked, the wife took care of the house, took care of everything. No, what you're getting is, I was told myself, I didn't want that for myself. And I, let's get into it. I didn't want it for myself because I saw both my moms sit there, go to work every day, come home, take care of the house, clean the house, take care of the kids, and the husband go to work, come home, and he can and he can lay down. He's sitting down in a chair, resting. I was just like, I do not want it for myself. I, that is not going to be me. But Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that is not me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what. And, and that, so that was that was something hard that I had to that was one of my harsh realities, you know, because I'm like, although you are not my dad and you were not my stepdad and you, you know, I think, you know, I love, you know, I, def, I love my dad, you know, or whatever. Um, but I still think you are, you know, a better husband to him. And even with you being a better husband, from what I can see from a child in the household, let me say that. Um, and then even looking back on hindsight, you know, you kind of could tell, you know, if your parents had like a loving relationship. Like they didn't have a love, like Tootie and Milton didn't have a loving relationship, right? Um, and I talk about that that household a little bit more because I was, you know, that, that they, they, you know, they, own, they stayed married until death do us part and I guess the same thing happened with my mom and her husband because he died too but I didn't like him so you know I, you know whatever but and I was also at my dad's house a little bit more and you know so I don't know I kind of just re- refer back to to their marriage more if you're just I don't know I just have I guess I have a little bit more connection there but anyway so here I am now I'm married been married for some time and I told myself you know not not that I didn't come up in a household where the woman didn't take care of everything she did I just didn't want it for myself because I didn't think it was fair Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was fair that my dad get to come go to work come home and he can relax and but my stepmom you know she go to work come and come home and there was no relaxing you had to cook the food you had we had to do our homework you had to clean the house and you made sure like I didn't feel that that was fair and 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 now I'm in it and I'm experiencing it. And that was a harsh reality because I'm like, you're not like, you know, you're not like my dad. I think, you know, I think, you know, we have a love relationship. And so now I'm like, crap, is this just marriage? Is this how it is? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I made sure that um I want my daughters to see what love looks like in a household mm-hmm. um, and affection. And so I'm, I'm very, um, I, 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 not only do I kiss up on them and I love them, love upon, I do. I love upon them a lot more than you love upon them. I mean, I'm for affection. No, you don't no. Think, but I'm very affectionate towards them though. So am I. I know, but I'm very affectionate towards them. But okay. It's not a competition, but it is. So, and, um, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> you just not around to see it. Yeah. Um, dang, don't make me sound like a part time. I mean, well, you the one put it out there. I told you to leave it alone. Dang. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, 
you know, but I, as far as, you know, their mother's concerned, I try to always love and show affection because I want them to see it's healthy to see affection and love and, 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 you know, passion and mm-hmm. marriage because I want when it's their turn mm-hmm. that they say, well, okay, this is, this is not what, this is what I need. This is what I, I'm my household. Cause when somebody has that conversation with them, like, well, this is what I expect mm-hmm. their expectation and not, and I never yell at them, yell, yell at their mother in mm-hmm. front of them. I never do that. I never demean her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's important that they see that we have disagreements Mm-hmm. Um, and that we work, we work through it. Um, they're they're very protective over you though, because they they're always on your side. It don't matter what. Absolutely. Yeah, they, sure. it don't matter even if you're wrong. They will still <laughs> jump on your side. It is so frustrating. I, yeah. yeah. So it's whatever. Um, and so, but I think it's important that they see all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to address something though. I don't know where you're going, but oh god, you you know, let me. Oh god, so. You know, I think you have the thinking because I didn't want that for my marriage and my household. You think I didn't see that. And you often forget that I tell you, no, I saw that. I just didn't want that for myself. And I think people grow up one or two ways. Either they grow up being exactly what they saw in a household. So whether it's an abusive relationship, a toxic relationship that they saw between their parents, either they grow up and they and they uh, become that or they realize that's not what they want from themselves and they do the opposite. And I grew up knowing that I wanted the opposite. Not that my dad was like abusive or nothing like that, but he was definitely a hell raiser. You know, I don't know if y'all had them dads that come home and just cuss and fuss and da-da-da and then slept. And, you know, I mean, look, my dad was a roller stone. He was out there, he was playing, but, you know, he came home, he he took care of the household, but he was just like, he he, he was a um a hair racer he cussed and fussed and so um and there was no passion there was no affection there between him and my stepmom like well I, I take it back like every night he'll smack her on the butt and kiss her and, and stuff so it was that but still I didn't like they didn't go on dates and stuff like that so looking at them I knew I wanted more from my marriage and I have to say and I know I had this conversation and I've told you this and honestly I think what w- uh, what was a good um represent uh, a good um viewpoint for me were two tv shows it was the cosby show and it was roseanne mm-hmm. and i equally loved both of those shows because they gave me the realness of you know someone well-off family mm-hmm. and a, fa- blue, a struggle blue car, blue a blue, blue color stru- yeah. struggling family mm-hmm. but the love and respect and the marriage and how they handled things you know was still represented in those shows. And honestly, from those shows, from that, I got like what type of marriage and what type of husband I wanted to be or that I I wanted to be married with, right? And I just knew that it wasn't, you know, my dad and my my stepmom's marriage or my mom and, you know, my husband's. And I'm not, now don't get me wrong, like my mom's uh, husband, he was something, he, he, he was the one who brought the gifts, like he bought the flowers and the and the um and the chocolate, not just for my mom, but for me. So he, you know, he was the romancer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I saw the affection, and they went out on dates, but I just still didn't like him, right? So, what about that statement? I was I was told you that statement your mom made, told me on our on our engagement night. Uh, uh, no, um, the night uh, rehearsal dinner. But she didn't prepare me for. Yeah, so you. Her mother pulled me to the side. It was a very interesting statement. And she says, you know, Kamar, I just want to apologize. I'm like, what's wrong? She says, I did not prepare my daughter for marriage. 
And I was like, that is a very interesting statement to tell me the night before the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right? She's going to be like, oh, mama, look. Like, what is you, that? What you do you mess up everything. Yeah, like, what do you what do you want me to do with this this statement? So, I like, mean, but that's so, I mean, how many uh, women can say their mothers, black women, can say that their mothers prepared them for marriage? Like, you know, you hear yeah. of, you know, white women saying, oh, I'm going to college to find me a husband. You know, I'm going to college to get married. And you hear about even in the Asian culture how they prepare them to be a wife. But you don't really hear about that in the black community, how the mothers are preparing their um, their uh, their their uh, their girls to be wives. So there's two things, two frames of thought about that. Right. So why should we prepare women, black girls to be spouses? Why don't we prepare them to be? independent women or the other frame of thought, like why shouldn't we prepare them to, you know, if you look fondly about, about marriage, uh, why shouldn't you want to prepare somebody just like um, women should prepare their sons for marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know? And so like, and what is that, what does preparation for marriage look like? I guess that's a question. What does preparation to marriage look like to you? Mm. That's a good question. I don't know if I had the answer for that. Um, You know, like, Cause now I'm in that we're in that space with the girls. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think how we can prepare them right now is just being good um, role models of certain things, as you say, showing, cause you know, we both agree that we want to show them what an affectionate marriage, you know, looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, we both want to show them, you know, we think it's, we both kind of agree that we think it's healthy for them to see that we have disagreements and then how we work towards those disagreements because, you know, love is not all fluff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have some disagreements. So I think as of right now, uh, for the girls, you know, we show them just by being good role models and just kind of, you know, doing what we're already doing. And, you know, actually I said at, um, you know, at my stepmom's funeral, I think she was preparing me and I didn't even know, like just, just watching her, just mm-hmm. watching what she did, you know. it. As I said, I found myself in that same situation, you know, like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. And I'm not like, yes, you're here and you help out, but a lot of it still does fall on me, you know, just making the household run and smoothly, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, that falls on me. Right. You may set the tone for the house, but you know, like, but I'm setting the backbone, yeah, the backbone, the rhythm, the routine, all of that for the household. Right. And, um, and so in seeing her, and I'm actually give a shout out to your mom as well, Miss Paulette Williams, when we were living with them for a little bit, I also saw what it was like to keep up a household too. Yeah. And that's when I just realized like, oh man, this is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Because we hadn't had like our own, I mean, we had our apartment, but we hadn't had our, our house yet. And so to keep up your own house, so like just looking at them and in their lives and what they do and, you know, it, I feel like all of that prepared me and I just think you just um but like were there any like conversations like did any of my you know my family was not big on having those conversations like communicating yeah to be honest so no there was no conversation I, and I definitely know that's something I'll do different with my daughters like we I talk to them about everything and I want them to talk and I will continue to talk to them I like I think what I can add is conversations yeah. and I think and I know you will want to have those conversations with them you know age appropriate conversations as they go through the different milestones in their life. Yeah. So I, um, and that's very true. And I, you know, I, 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 I say preparing somebody for marriage on my end is, um, teaching them 
to be a good listener and to listen to somebody and to want to be a companion. Um, especially as you get older, you know, marriage is a lot about companionship and being being a friend mm-hmm. and learning how to be someone's friend. And I think, and learning to be in into what they're into. Um, and that, it, those are soft lessons that they don't understand, but I'm, t- I'm teaching them in different ways. But how do you be into somebody's, it may not be your thing, but if you love somebody, you have, it have to, you have to make it your thing, you know? And that's a, something that's something that's important. So let's talk about how I've changed and you've changed over the last, you know, 10, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and how have those changes affected our marriage? How, I mean, how have me, how has me changing? Have you seen changes? I definitely seen changes for the better. Um, because also let's get it straight now. Yes. And I don't know now, you know, maybe this is a stereotype, but you, 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 you know, you West Indian, you was a little bit controlling. You had a controlling spirit. And so you had, and when, you know, when we first got married, you had in your mind what you thought your wife should do. And that goes back to what how you were raised and what you saw in your household. Mm-hmm. And so you had it in your mind of how you wanted your wife to be. And then, you know, and we had to learn what was going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And so I would say over the years, that is definitely, I don't, I don't see that, you know, that control of spirit is not, is not there. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you, or you know that that doesn't work for us and it's not going to work for us. So, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't come up, it, you know, we, we, we don't see it. It's not there. So, um, I, I, so that, that's just in one way that, you know, I've seen growth, but I've seen growth, um, overall just, um, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just in so many ways you've grown and evolved so much just in your outlook of things, your mindset. I would say that like, yes, you've grown as far as in activities, mm-hmm. you know, involved in activities that you've taken up and things of that sort. But what I'm looking at, like your heart, your character, how you handle, you know, deal with situations, how you deal with me, how you deal with, you know, um, the, the girls and your family and just your outlook on it. Like you've grown so much and so mature in that way. And I admire that. And not saying that we, you know, you get it right every time, but I think, you know, what I've, what I've always loved about you and admired about you even from the beginning when we became boyfriend and girlfriend on that night on my birthday um you said if I don't get it right I'm gonna try to get it right and that has always been you like you you know um and you've always done that right like you you try to like you don't you know definitely in the beginning you didn't like make the same mistake twice if you knew it was something that I didn't like and I or if I was very offended or whatever by it whatever the case may be you would you wouldn't do it again and so the fact that you tried to be better and improve, it was always something that I loved and admired about you because that let me know that you, you know, you're listening and you care. Now, I will say there were some things in our marriage that I didn't see change quick enough. So I wasn't sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, at, you know, at those times where you like sometimes you think you you fell in that marriage and sometimes you think you knocking it out the park. And so it's just like, OK, I done told you a couple of times that, you know, these are things that I, I'm not happy with. And you still going on with the same old, same old. And then I look up and I realize, oh, OK, there's some change, some some, you know, evolve, you know, you, he has evolved in an area, whatever that area may have been. So I would say just your mindset, your thinking. 
how you handle things, how you handle me, how you handle situations. I have seen the growth there. Now, as far as like, yeah, activities, like, um, yeah, you know, my thing is, is that I'm like, I'm pretty, I don't know, I guess you call me boring. I'm pretty boring. You know, I can stay home. You know, I'm into like skincare and, you know, makeup and stuff like that. But as far as like, you know, my husband, he, he, you know, he really likes to be out there and doing things and I'm intellectually curious. Yes. That yeah. stuff. And so my thing is, although that may not be my thing, but if you bring it to me, I can have a conversation with you. I can sit down and, and you present the points to me. So although I may not be into politics, the way that you're into politics or into music as thoroughly as you are, but if there was a conversation that we wanted to have, we can have that conversation. Or if there was a concert or something that you wanted to go, I'm game to go. So let me ask you this: um, Was there ever a point because I kind of spread speed, sped past a little bit where you thought about leaving me? Be honest. There were times when I didn't know if this marriage. Yeah, I didn't know if it was for me. Like, say, say, speak on it. I mean, that's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just it was rough. It was rough. It was a, uh, I think one of the toughest times when we were living with your parents, because um, we were saving up to get a house, mm-hmm. and um, and we became, you know, I was, you know, we was expecting Liana, so I was, you know, um, expecting, and so it wasn't the best time for you. I, yeah, it, and it, you it, were it, never home. So let, let's put it like this: give you some context. I talked about how on your birthday. Um, how you were um, paid the bill, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh God, what do you do?" Mm-hmm. Walked around the, the apartment complex because I literally had like five dollars to my name at that point. That was the same. Oh, uh, and I was out of work. Remember, I think I got laid off around that time too. No, you got laid off around my, my parents' time. No, you were working. No, I, there was at one point I got I got laid off like a couple of times. Oh shit! <laughs> remember that? That was like the ongoing. Yeah. Not that time, but yeah. you remember this time? Well, yeah. no, no, that time. Oh shit! You, <laughs> yeah. you might, so, so wait, I you, wasn't. You weren't working at the time. There was one time when I was not working. I think okay. that was that time I wasn't working. Okay, so we were down. We were down bad, y'all. And so, but here's the thing: even though we were down bad, we never w- was out. We never went without. We never went without. That's true. Although it, 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 we didn't know where it was coming from. But we never went without. We never went without. We yeah. never went without food, without bills being paid. Niara never knew, never knew struggle. Never, she never does, knew. She doesn't know struggle. Never knew. They still don't know struggle to this day. No. Never. And so um, we went from that apartment to my parents' house. We moved into my parents' house because that uh, there was some criminal activity that happened um, you were actually oh that's right. You I had were, just started a job. Yeah, yeah, you were out of work and you had just started a job uh-huh. and you went you went to Minnesota. Uh, yep, for training. For training. Out and it was just me and Niara. Yep, and I didn't even know I was pregnant then. Yeah, you didn't know you were pregnant. No, I didn't. Not when I went. Not when I went. No, I didn't. Yes, you were. I didn't know I was pregnant until our until we went um for our anniversary. So that was in I think that was early. No, you, okay. Hold on. You knew you were pregnant because we went to the because that weekend, the weekend we conceived was during our vacation with April and Mikhail. And then no, so, I think I found out when I came back home, but I didn't know at the time when I was in training. I didn't know. Yes, you did. Okay, come on. You did. And, and so, so there anyway. you go. Sometimes you just have to digress and just <laughs> let it be. You know. It's Order, like, okay. All right. Be that as it may. Um. You were away at, in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Just you and Yara at home. Just me and Yara. And then um, 
we were living on the second floor of an apartment, mm-hmm. and um, there were some cr- uh, gunshots under mm-hmm. in the literally the apartment right under us because they had mm-hmm. broken into the apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling you what was happening, and so our lease was coming up, mm-hmm. and we were trying to decide like you know are we going to sign this lease? It was only supposed to be a six month lease, and we ended up being there for like mm-hmm. eighteen months or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we weren't really that happy with the apartment, but we were content. We were, we were just like we, we were, were just, content. Yeah. We were living. We weren't in, happy. We weren't we happy. Were we were content, which is something to be said about marriage. You could be happy. You could be content, but not happy. Mm-hmm. So we were content in our situation, but we weren't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember telling you that night, like, "Oh yeah," but I was really casual about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah," just let you know, like. These people ran up in this apartment right directly right under us. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was some gunfire and mm-hmm. blah, 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 And you were like, wait, what, what's going on? Like, you were like freaked out because, you know, you're like, my husband, my baby, like, what's going on? And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. We weren't home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know where we were at, but we mm-hmm. had just caught in home when the police were there. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so, so forth and so on. Um, and it was at that night. And my parents did not like, my parents are bougie. My parents did not like that we were living in this situation. And, you know, we were living with the poors. And so they, yep. they were not happy. And then my mom was always like, come live with, come stay with us. Cause they mm-hmm. had this big house, still have this big house. You know, it's come live with us, come live with us. And uh, I refused. I refused to live with my parents. I refused to live with my mom and my dad. I was like, I am not living with my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much I'm struggling. I am not doing that. <laughs> And so that night, you had decided to take it upon yourself to call my mom yep. and be like, yeah, we're going to move in with you. Mm-hmm. And I, so you called me back and you were like, yeah, I just told your mom we're, we're not, this lease is up in a month mm-hmm. uh, and we're not, we're going to be moving out and that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not living in that area anymore. And so you forced us to move out of that apartment mm-hmm. and you went in and then it pushed us into living with my parents which was miserable. It was. Oh my gosh. And and I and I said, Lord Jesus, please, please don't let this be like one of the worst mistakes <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> it was a mistake in the sense that it wasn't a mistake because what it did it it baptism but baptism blah, 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 baptism by fire, um, because you were miserable, mm-hmm. and I was miserable, mm-hmm. and it was at that point that. Um, and then we just had Liana. No, we didn't. No, we had, no, we had Liana a few months later. We had Liana in that May. Uh, Correct. We moved in in October. Moved in October. So I started the job in September. I found out. I tell you, I found out after I came back from um, from the training because we went to New Orleans for our um, anniversary that year, and I found out right before we went to New Orleans because remember I was like sick. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans. That's September of yeah. So, so yeah, I still Septem- found it in September. September 2015. Yeah, but I found out in um, I didn't find out. I I didn't. I went to training early September. I didn't find out after um after my orientation, and we found out later. And then we moved in with your parents them October because it was Halloween time, mm-hmm. and then we ended up having Liana May of 2016. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so here's my wife, two kids. She has postpartum. I did. And um, living in her husband's parents' house. So if you are not West Indian and you're the only American 
And so, you know, you used to certain things in your household and, you know, now you living with all these, you know, as Indians, that was something new for me. And then also feeling like I still feel like I was an outsider, although I married with two kids, you still kind of feel like the outsider. And I did feel that way at times when we had disagreements about certain things. Mm -hmm. And so, but I'm like, here I am in this damn house feeling like the outsider. So yeah, during that time, I was like, I'll take my two kids and leave. I had no problems, no qualms going back to my parents with my two kids and doing what I need to do. Like I was never the female that felt like that was embarrassed to leave or felt like I, I needed someone. Like I, I was willing to do, cause here's the thing, I, whatever I knew my parents was always going to have my back. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like the Lord going to take care of me either way. And he has. And so I just feel like it may be tough for a while, but I was going to get back on my feet and take care of my kids and we was going to move out and whatever. So yes, there were times during, especially during that time. And I was just like, I just don't know because you were not providing no type of, even though we struggled before you were not providing no, no emotional, no mental, like none of that. Because I was miserable. And you were miserable. You were in a bad place. Yeah. So, because I was just like, I can't believe I'm a lawyer living in my parents' house. Like, I was just like down bad mentally. Mm -hmm. I was Real like, bad. this is like crazy. And so, I mean, I used to come home and just stay in the car like like 10 minutes to get my You know, when you like miserable, like you pull home and you're like, you just, I got to get my mind right to walk in this house. But it's like, I literally be in the car for like 10, 15 minutes pulling up. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, I can't walk in this house. I cannot do it. Like, cause my mom was on me. My dad was on me. And then, my, and then Ivory was on me. And then, then I had, you know, these two kids and I was like, oh my God. So, um, but that uncomfortable situation forced me to like, either I can crumble or I can build. And I was like, fuck that. I'm about to get us out of here, this situation. And I was, at that point, I was, like, just busting ass to in cases and, like, I need to get us out of here. Right? Because we went from that to closing on a house, bam, in Paris, mm -hmm. France, yeah. Spain, yeah. in the Louis Vuitton store, come yeah. home, moving in a house. And yeah. I'm, after that, it's just been bam, 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 bam. And that's what everybody's seeing now, right? Yeah. That was at that moment where I just was like, I got in, I, it was a new level of hustle. And I just, I, I guess I continue that from this day, that day, that period on. Um, it's like, it's go time. And so, you know, it's, if we didn't, get, sometimes I think of that decision, if you didn't make the decision to move, move us into my parents' house, mm -hmm. you know, where would life have taken us? Because would I have, you know, gotten to new, would I have achieved that level? Because I was, in, I was content. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes in marriage, you have to be pushed to a level, you know, in the marriage, and in circumstances, that's going to force you to be better. And one thing I've, I've learned about myself is I don't crumble. You know, I, I don't crumble. I may, I may, you know, get sad or get down, but, I, you know, you won't, you won't make me crumble. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've learned about you is that you don't crumble. You, you, you may be down and you may be whatever, but you don't crumble either. And so there, those are the two pillars that really help us um, in this it's marriage, you know. Um, so, you know, I think that's something that I, I, I appreciated about us. Um, let's talk about these kids. Let's talk about it. Um, and then we can end the podcast on just on this note. But like, okay, how did you ever? 
see your life turning out like this with and then did did does this marriage check off a lot of boxes it know? does it does it checks off a lot of boxes and things that I even never thought that I would even um have experience mm-hmm. right and um like I knew I wanted to to be married to a you know a good, just high, you know, just a high level say a good man, right? A family oriented man, a good man. I know I wanted to have kids. I know I want to live in a good neighborhood. I know I wanted to get, you know, just good, you know, um, just, you know, just high level, right? Mm-hmm. As, as I'm just kid thinking back on it, but I never like went into specifics and was like, well, I want to travel here and I want to experience this and I want to meet this person and I want to do that. So not only does this marriage, you know, um, checks off boxes i've experienced some things that i never thought i, done, I would experience. i done took you out of the country several times and yeah i done you know treated you to you know yeah. nice things and yeah accoutrements of success mm-hmm. you know so and my husband way more bougier than me so he talked about his parents being bougie <laughs> that definitely has rubbed off on him because he is definitely bougie and because you know like i don't mind balling but i could ball on a budget but he's like Mm-mm, we gonna ball we gonna ball and i'm just like all right all right you got it yeah, so um, you know, introduce you to the finer things mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. just a tad bit, just a tad bit. You so know. in the beginning, it's like I was upgrading you. Yeah, then and, and then, then you flipped that thing and woof. Yeah, I've, I've upgraded you a number mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the funniest. Okay, we talked about the kids. Let's talk about them. Yeah, uh, Niara and Liana. Um, Niara definitely takes after me in certain aspects. And Liana takes after me in other aspects. Mm-hmm. I th- well, def- I see. I definitely see both of us in yeah. them. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I will say having kids has also made us grow and evolve. Because mm-hmm. that's where the bulk of our disagreements came from. And having still to. Still sometimes yeah, come still, from. Yeah, still. Yeah. We still struggle with child rearing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I have opinions and you have opinions. And that's t- that takes compromise. Mm-hmm. Um. It is an intentiveness that we have to do because I, I, I always joke with her like if you let me run the household, this would be a military base, you know, because I would be running it like. I don't believe that. You know, I would. I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be hard, a lot harder on the girls than you are. Yeah, you would be a lot harder, but come on now. I would. I'd be like everybody gets up six a.m. Let's go. You know, ain't no sleeping in. I'd be we'd be on different. You know, she's taught me to be more. Um, patient mm-hmm. with them, and mm-hmm. you know I don't raise my voice. I don't raise my voice to anybody in this house, but I don't definitely don't raise it to them, um, except when I have to give them the daddy voice. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think the girls have taught us a lot mm-hmm. about ourselves, and it's weird rearing people, rearing the you out of somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird getting like trying to get them out of getting the you out of them and it's like i don't like that i do that yeah because i know exactly where she they're coming from but here's a discord also that comes from marriage because i was just, i was telling you that i felt like you cared more about the kids happiness than my happiness sometimes yeah like that was also a struggle for me as well um you know, let's, 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 let me, let me hit on that first. So for a woman, you know, that that's hard. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a conversation one, we had it twice with both girls. We had first had the one with Niara. Mm-hmm. Um, when Niara was born, 
and we had it again with Liana. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, for me, yeah. you know, that's hard because, and I, you know, because here's the thing. I had this human being, and it wasn't, like I like to say, that's hard because it's not like I care about their happiness more than I care about yours. But here this is the human being that didn't ask to be raised. Yeah. And it, it's our responsibility to take care of this human being. Right. So like I don't, so I didn't understand, right? I didn't understand. And I, and you know, and I just felt like, like what exactly were you asking of me? Like, what did you want me to do? Because, you know. I was just kind of, you know, whether I was pouting or what pouting or whatever like that, but I, I wanted just the same affection that, you know, sometimes, and I get it. Women have to deal with a lot, especially with children. And, it, you know, but it's like, you know, I'm your husband too. And I have needs and I have, and it's like, I felt neglected mm-hmm. um, sometimes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I think, you know, couples and, you know, go through that when they have, you know, kids and you're going to go through that, especially if you, you, you don't have no help, you know? Yeah. So, like, if I got to sit up here and do everything, it is, it's hard for me to then, at the end of the night, talking about, oh, I got needs, but you ain't help with nothing. Yeah. You ain't clean up no house. You ain't wash no dishes. You ain't, you know, whatever. So, I think that was also something that we also had to learn. You know, we had to learn one another and in that. And it's just like, it's not fair. It's not fair what you're asking of me. And, and, that's and, and that's, that's still, that's still a struggle right now. Cause, and you know, you know, what I tell you right now, like if I if I don't um if I don't take time out for myself then then when will I? I know, yeah. So I'm, I do I'm, I do I'm a big try believer to, in that, and I'm I try big, to encourage yeah. you that I do encourage you to do that. You know? So like if I'm having a day and it's typically like a Saturday a Sunday morning and sometimes Saturday but Sunday morning well I'm just gonna lay in my bed until I feel like getting out and everybody looking at me like Mama and I'm like what go to your dad because if I don't. If I don't make me a priority, it's just I'm a run ragged, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, and I do feel guilty because there's like a million things that need to be done, like mm-hmm. you know, getting ready for school and cleaning the house and laundry. It's always, it's always damn laundry, laundry and and dishes, and it's just always something that I could be doing. So I'm very, I feel very guilty laying there, but it's like I have to do it, mm-hmm. or I'm not gonna be no good to anybody. Yeah, I agree. How many times have I taken a good old nap and I come down and I'm like singing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everything Mm -hmm. to the point where even my kids is like when I get uh, uh, grumpy and grouchy. Mommy, I think it's time for you to take a nap. Liana's good for saying that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like because they they knew their mother. They knew their mother needed some some, uh, me space, my time, whatever you want to call it, so I could be better for them. Like they even knew that. And they'll tell me like, Mama, you, you need to go take a nap. You need to go lay down. You you absolutely right. I'm gonna go in my room and close the door. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can always do better about relieving some of the burdens off of you. So I acknowledge that. So you know, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not perfect. I know it's a shame that you guys. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the things I, I do want to talk about. It's like it's hard when people look at us as trying to be like perfect, and we're not. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the thing. I don't know. Do you feel that sometimes that people kind of look at our marriage from the veneer? Well, yeah, especially when we, you know, when you like spoil me and want and die me for, you know, my 40th, which I loved it all. Thank you so much, babe. I'm and still paying on that. 
Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and and people are seeing these snapshots in, in time of all this happiness. And as I said, when I started seeing people talking about relationship goals, I was just like, what? So it's like we talked about it, you know, and then I think from there that encouraged you to make that other post of it, it hasn't always been this way. Right. Um, you know, there there is the, the that true struggle behind it all. So um and I know sometimes, you know, you've you've even shared where you feel like maybe that you were being, um, what did you say? Oh, gosh, uh, a fake or a phony. And I was like, how are you being a fake or a phony? Like, you can only represent what, you know, what you're going through at that time. And it's up to the world to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, because we will post something and everybody's like, oh, man, and da, 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 da. like, you know, and it's like, but we're not perfect. And it's just like, I don't think we are trying to present ourselves in a perfect way we just presenting ourselves we just this is the lesson that we learned with your daughters and you're sharing it or this is the experience that we have for you know whatever this milestone and we're just you know we're sharing it you know and it's just it's 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 amazing how people take that and they just think just because you smiling that everything is great right yeah um you know it, it it there is a level of I try to have some bit of transparency and there's other things. Obviously I, I always say I don't put out and you know this, I don't mm-hmm. put out 90% of the stuff that mm-hmm. in our world, mm-hmm. I, I never, I don't reveal it as much as I may re- post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. People don't really know. Yeah. They don't know us. Yeah. They don't know the family. And even in, with this podcast, it's, there's a scintilla, there's a scintilla, but just uh, the function of our lives and formality mm-hmm. of our lives and everything like that. Um, I should end it on something funny. What did the grandma tell you when you were in the car with her and she was telling you about marriage? When we first, um, when you, I, I guess when I first proposed to you and she was telling you about how her and Bosco. <laughs> what? You don't want to say it? No, you, you, you do that. You, you say that. All right. So my grandmother one day was in the car with Ivory and she had just, you know, I just had proposed to her and you know, my grandma's still here. Um, still ticking. And so she said, you know, she started relaying a story about my grandfather. And my grandfather, God, I love, I love my grandfather. One of the greatest men I've ever known. Um, Who Kamara look is a splitting. Well, I mean. I ain't a spitting image of him. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Him, your your mom, and yeah. then you, all yeah. three of you guys. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. we do. Resemble. So um, my grandfather in uh, Portland, Port Antonio, uh, Jamaica. So, um, one day a woman goes to my grandmother's house and knocks on the door and she says, I was with Bosco that night, last night. And my grandmother's now, she's like re- raising like several of his kids and all this other stuff. She's like, I, your husband wasn't home last night. I was raising him. And so my grandfather, oh, so my, so she's like bragging to my grandmother about all this. This is a small town in Jamaica. Um, and so, you know, she's just bragging about all that. Then she leaves and my grandfather comes home later on and she's like, you know, yelling at my grandfather. Oh, you know, I, you know, you let this woman come in here and embarrass me about you being home with him, being home with her. And, you know, da, 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 and, you know, I just, you know, you embarrass me and, da, 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 and my grandfather runs out the door. And she runs behind him with the kids in tow into town. And he finds that woman and he drags her 
And, you know, he's like, don't you ever, ever, ever disrespect my wife ever again. And, you know, don't you ever go up to her and don't you don't you don't speak to her. And, you know, you learn some respect. And so then my grandmother is telling saying this and then she says, you know. the One thing about Bosco, he never disrespected me. (laughs) And then she says to you, she says to you, what you got to what? You don't want to, you're laughing. <laughs> she says, you know, Ivory, you got to let a man be a man. <laughs> and she's like, wait, because in the middle of the story, you're like, what is she telling me all this for? What is all this? What are you, where are you getting with this? And, you know, she was like, you got to let a man be a man. And Ivory's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, but my grandparents were married for 50 years, 60 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I mean, I just goes to show you just because somebody has been married for a long time does not mean you have to take the lessons from them. So I say that on our 10th anniversary, um, you know, just because we've been married for an extended time now, we got double digits in, in the books. Yo, yo. <clears throat> our examples may not be the examples that everybody should, um, follow. Mm-hmm. And I always say marriage is like a vehicle. Some cars fit you and some cars don't. And just like you're in that vehicle, some lanes, you know, you got to stay in your lane and you can't just, you know, operate because you see how they're, they're driving their car. Their lifestyle fits that car, mm-hmm. you know, and where they're going, that lane it fits them. So you have to be very careful about that. So um, any final, final advice? I do. I want to just leave off on this final advice that I received from <clears throat> Uh, Once again, my good friend, April, her mother, when we were both getting married Mm -hmm. and the advice that she gave, she said marriage is not for the week. And I had no idea what she meant by that at that time, because, you know, I'm, you know, planning a wedding and I'm in like an all bliss and, you know, just going get buying what I want to get for my wedding. And so she was just so she told, you know, us that marriage is not for the week. And when I tell you I that that. Um, phrase still goes through my mind at times where I have to be, you know, understanding and compromising and know it's not about me and, you know, what I want and what I feel is best. So, you know, marriage is definitely not for the weak. It takes, you have to be a very strong individual to be married. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have to, you're going to have to be submissive. You're going to have to be compromising. You're going to have to, you're going to be you're going you're gonna to get hurt. Your feelings is going to get hurt. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. And, and then you're also going to have those f- very, you know, fun times as well where you guys, you know, so I'm not saying it's all, you know, bad things. And so, um, so, you know, people have the misconception that if you're married, that it's all good. Or if you're married, you're never not going to be hurt or all that. It, that is not the case. Like, no, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. But it's like, what do you guys, how do you work on it to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Right. Yeah. And so you have to be strong enough to know that these things are going to happen, but not that you have to continue to, you know, take it over the years, but these things are going to happen and it's going to happen a lot. But it's like, how do you guys work towards it to make sure that the same thing doesn't keep happening? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Like you're going to be disappointed, but you're not hopefully not going to be disappointed by the same thing each and every time. Yeah. Your feelings may be hurt. Mm -hmm. 
But your feelings not going to be hurt over the same thing. Your feelings may be hurt by, you know, this year it was this and then next year is this. And then so, yeah, like you, you know, so it's not for the week. Like you're going to endure some things by this person who you love and lay down with and share kids and and, and finances and have a covenant with. And you still got to love and support and be there for them. Hmm. So marriage is not for the weak hearted. It is, it is not. Um, one thing I think about is that marriage takes adjustment internally. You have to be in an adjustment of, of your entire being. You have to be willing to maneuver and adjust. You can't be so rigid. And also, it takes a level of intentionality. That I had to learn that, yes. I had to learn that. I'm still learning that. We both are. You're teaching me that. Okay, I'll accept that. And so it, it's a level of intentionality of everything you do. Um, I just can't say I love you. I have to show show you I love you. I can't can't just do things. And I, even when I'm doing the things, there's an intention behind doing the things, right? And you you have to be always with the kids, with the with your wife, with everybody. There's a level of hyper focus intentionality that is important that um that's not often discussed. Mm-hmm. And so that's one one thing I the biggest takeaway I have, and I'm always trying to operate with a level of intentionality with you. So, and with everybody. So, um, thank you for doing this podcast. I know you were like a little nervous mm-hmm. jumping on, but I think it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is very hard doing a podcast with your wife who you have known for 13 years and you guys like, what new shit are you going to talk about? And so she was like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I literally, you know, I don't have a format. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like let it flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to discuss things. And in an organic way and not, you don't know, mm-hmm. that's not easy. So not at all. you did a good job. Thank you. Do you want to come back on? Absolutely. My chair has been popped. I'm ready to come back. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, if you guys like this podcast, please leave your uh, commentary, share it, you know, love to hear your feedback. And um, it's our 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. By the time you hear this podcast, uh, our anniversary is actually on the 24th. This podcast is going to be two days before then um, on the um, what are it, 21st. 21st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So three days before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, um, be sure to give us some love on the 24th. Uh, you know, but with that being said, remember intentionality and um, we're going to ride out. Mm-hmm.